Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating this sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. My name is Melitza Yelenich, and for anybody that's listening for the very first time, you have no idea what you've chosen tonight. Possibly one of the craziest shows I've ever created. Not that it's crazy, like, topic-wise, that I'm, you know, I've talked about very strange topics on this show. We'll call them strange because I'm going to judge them right now. So some of the topics I've talked about on this show, if you've never listened before, I've talked about things like sadomasochism and history of sex toys. Like, you name it, I've pretty much talked about it. The one funny thing that I've actually never talked about is love. Because, you know, in this reality, a lot of people go, sex with somebody should be with somebody that you love. Um, And the funny thing is, I don't have that point of view. So it's not something that came into my reality until recently when I had a very crazy dream. But before I tell you guys my crazy dream, do you like that? Do you like the cliffhanger? So before I tell you my crazy dream, um, it also involves little people. I would like to tell you a little bit myself. If you've never listened to this show um, and you're wondering oh, what kind of authority does this woman have on sex, um, I don't. I just really enjoy talking about it. Um, I do I do have a degree in psychology, but that doesn't qualify me in any way. Um, I'm qualified because I like talking about it. And one of the things I like to do is work on bodies. So for a number of years, I actually am a body worker. I've been trained in different modalities. And one of the things I have the most fun doing is creating ease for people in their body and seeing how that actually reflects in the rest of their life. So what I'm aware of is that when people change their bodies and they, you know, have their energy shift, that so much can change for them. So that's a lot of what I choose to do. I do some body work called the mitzvah technique, which is a type of body work that is used to align the spine through gentle movement. And another thing that I do is something called access bars. A lot of people on this radio station, if you listen to A to Zen, A to Zen.fm, you're going to find that a lot of us are in access consciousness and we all run bars. And one of the greatest things about bars is it starts to unlock you from all your limitations. And for me, it changed so much in my life so dynamically quickly that I, in like a three-month span, just went from having my bars run to becoming a bars facilitator. And that was about four or five years ago. And I'm still running bars all the time and thoroughly enjoy it. And I love working on bodies with other energy processes from Access as well. And one of the other things that I'm, I've am i got papers on that qualifies me is that I do uh, Reiki as well. So I'm a Reiki master on top of all these other things. And you're wondering, how old is this woman? She must be 95 with all these qualifications. Well, I'm not. But that doesn't matter, does it? So um, what I'd like to talk to you guys about today is the question, are you in love? How many of you in your life have like 
you know, thought, you know, you're in love. And, and for me, the very first time I thought I was in love, I was in um, kindergarten. Now, I was in nursery school. And I was sitting on a rocking, like a little rocking thing. And there was a little boy that came and he sat beside me. His name was Davey. And he sat beside me and he gave me a big kiss on the lips. And after that, I was like, I'm in love with Davey. And I went home and I told my family and I told my dad and I told my grandma and my entire family sat down with me and informed me that I was too young to get married and I was too young to have a boyfriend and they could not actually get the joy that I was having with this person that was adoring me and kissing me. So instead, I had total judgment. But at the age of four, I was like, fuck all of you. I'm just never going to tell anybody again when I have these like in love moments. And I found that so many times in my life, I've had what people would call in love show up. And what I get now is that it's not actually what is in love, whatever that means to people. What I'm getting now more and more is that where I have a total deep gratitude for whatever just occurred. So the in love thing for me is like very different than what um, what other people perceive. It's like I've talked to other people about being in love and they have this sort of drug effect where they kind of can't think and all they think about is that person and they're and that's like in the infatuation where like their entire life is consumed by this person and the thoughts of this person. I've actually never had that in my life, but I've had this like incredible deep gratitude for everybody that comes into my life. And there have been so many times where I'm like, whoa, I must be in love. But what it actually is, is like this really deep gratitude uh, for the person. And, and then I can easily be convinced out of it when people will say to me, or did say to me when I was younger, well, you can't be in love, you just met them. Or you can't be in love, you don't know anything about them. What I did know is, is that the more people told me that I couldn't know is that I adored something or that I had gratitude for something because I just met it, the more I started to discount all of my knowing. Um, and so then I started to buy all their knowing. Oh, they must be right. I can't be in love. I know nothing. And the reality was, is I was fully, completely aware of everything in that moment. And, and how many of you were too? And how many of you were convinced out of the gratitude you had for something or the love that you had for something because you were told there's no way you just met the person and there's no way you could know that? Well, shit, what if you do? So one of the things that kind of, you know, brought up for me is like, are you in love? Is like how many ways we also um, think that in love has to look a certain way. And we have so many points of view about being in love. And if you're in love, you act a certain way, you be a certain way, you behave a certain way towards the person because there's an ideal way that a person in love would show that to another person. You know, you'll shower them with flowers. You'll call them after sex. You'll call them to go to dinner. You'll do this. You'll do That's in love. If you're in love, you'll do what I say. What if that is totally untrue? What if it's actually not in love? Like that is being in domination and control. So what if being in love is more of that like deep gratitude for everything that's showing up in that moment? So I'm wondering too, like how many points of view do you have about love? Just maybe 500,000 billion. And what else is possible? So 
what does being in love mean to you? And what is love to you in general? So as you start to explore that, you'll probably notice a lot of things come up, like in love means that the person's kind to me, that I'm kind to them, that they're loyal, that they're this, and they're, they tr- I trust them. And, you know, you put all of these elements of intimacy outside of yourself and you put them into somebody else so that, you know, you can put that... So you can basically separate yourself from anything that uh, would have you have intimacy with you. So you got to give it to somebody else. I'll trust them, but I don't trust me. And how many people do that all the time? So one of the things that I get is also um, in my life, I've I've done like a lot of different things. And one of the things I valued most from... from um, Oh, Keisha's talking about a popular game. Yeah, well, we do play a popular game called Screen Each Other Up. <laughs> and then there's, what else is the popular game? Like Spin the Bottle? Um, one of the things that I kind of got out of one of the spiritual teachings that I went to for a number of years, I kind of adopted um, uh, a religion for a while. And in that religion, the question was like, is it love or is it lust? And one of the things that that they would say about love was that love was actually something that was unconditional and had no attachment and had no fear and it had so it was actually what in access we call gratitude um because it had no point of view where lust was full of point of view and it had to do with um yearning for the person's body yearning for their company yearning for their energy so cool and what if you can lust after somebody and you can also have love for them like what if they are not separate what if they can coexist and what if gratitude um, is also a major component of something that could be a contribution so what if none of them are a wrongness they're all just different energies so would you be able to acknowledge are you willing to acknowledge they're all just different I have a lot of people who like to argue with me that love and gratitude are the same So just check that for yourself. Is love the same as gratitude? So for me, it's not. And if for you it is, that's awesome. So for me, love has a lot of points of view. And for me, gratitude doesn't. And for me, lust has a godzillion points of view. And gratitude doesn't. So my other wondering query when I was playing with this in love question is, I've, you know, wondered so many times in relationships or out of relationship and like looking at whether I would choose somebody or not choose somebody is did I actually require being in love with them to choose them? And so many times I was like, well, and I'll hear people say, well, I'm not in love with him. So I'm not going to, you know, date him or whatever. I'm like, what if you don't have to be in love with the person to enjoy their company or to receive from them? Like, what is this in love thing? And how many points of view do you have about what that's supposed to look like? Uh, What package it shows up in? Because, you know, there's lots of different packages, if you know what I'm saying. And what if in love doesn't have to look a certain way and show up in a certain package? So for um, for all of you listening, I would like you to just start asking yourself some questions about that. Like, where have you made it so vital that you be in love with something in order to choose it? And that's not just relationships. It's like, do you have to be uh, in love with, say, a product in order to sell it? Um, I've heard people say, 
oh, I can sell anything I'm passionate about. I'm like, well, that's interesting. What else is possible? So also in Access, uh, we talk about the the meaning of passion. And passion, when you look up the real meaning of it, um, the etymology of it, it means suffering. So I can sell anything that I suffer over. It's like a really interesting point of view. So how many people will then suffer in their business because they're choosing, oh, I suffer for this project product, project, whatever. And so as they create more suffering and less receiving and less choosing. And I'm wondering is, are you waiting to be in love with something in order to choose it? And would you stop that? Because what if you don't have to be in love with anything? Um, the more I get, like, the funny thing is when my daughter was born, I had this immense gratitude for her. I was like, wow, this is so cool. This person, like, chose to come in my life, like, streaming like immense energy gratitude flowing at her. And the funny thing was, it's like every day I would look at her and, you know, for, and still today, um, and every day I would look at her and I'd go, wow, like I love her more. Uh, like I have even more gratitude for her. How's that possible? Like, how is it possible? Like this child was born and I had so much gratitude for her more than I'd ever had for anything in my entire life. And yet every day it grows. And every day I choose to receive more from her and she chooses to receive more from me. And I, I didn't have to be in love with her to choose her and for her to choose me. It just, you know, it was a choice. And we we continue to grow our gratitude for each other and choosing each other. So I'm using my daughter as an example because, for one thing, I've noticed that people have less, uh, points of view when I talk about my daughter than when I talk about my lover. They're like, well, that's different for you and your lover. Well, I'm like, well, what about you and your kid? So everywhere where you're like comparing that it can only be for me and my lover, but it can't be for you and your lover, um, would you destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion? Like, what if gratitude can grow for all of us? And that in love thing is not stagnant um, and that it's a feel it's like so if you have this sensation or an awareness that you really have a deep gratitude for something and if you acknowledge it will that gratitude grow yes three bob it will right and if you choose not to acknowledge it does it start to fade yes it does so would you be willing to acknowledge all the things you're grateful for in order for them to grow with ease and like this in love thing there's a vibration to it there's a sensation, it, you know, like I was talking about the people who have that drug effect going on. Um, they can't think, they're just consumed. That has a certain vibration to it. So um, what if you can receive even more to that than that? So guys, I'm going to go to break now. And when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the crazy dream that actually created this show. And so much more on Are You In Love? And what that means to you when we come back. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What does optimal cell health mean, and how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins, and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. Mm, my voice is getting shaky. I must be turning back into a teenager or something talking about being in love. So mm, I was going to tell you guys about my dream. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just like wait another 15 minutes or something. Okay, no, I'll tell you about the dream. So mm, my dreams are, for one, my dreams are uh, very much like movies. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the movie called My Dream. And I was... So on Saturday night, I, you know, went to bed and it was a good night and uh, I hadn't watched anything unusual. Like I hadn't watched any unusual movies with talking robots or anything, but during the night, and sometimes those things will like evoke interesting dreams for me that night. No, this is all me. And um, part of my dream, and I'll condense this because my dreams can last for an hour. I, in the dream, I was looking at this amazing tree and what I noticed when I was looking at the tree was that there was something completely unusual about it. The texture of it was unusual. There was movement in the tree. And 
what was really cool was the tree was an apple tree and the tree itself uh, could pick its own apples. And I would watch the limbs of the tree curl up, grab apples and put them in baskets. And I was watching this tree like efficiently and effectively picking all these apples and putting them into baskets. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. I'd like to get a little closer. So I got a little closer and a little closer. And as I was getting like really close to this tree with all this movement, I realized that it was like a cyborg tree. There was mechanics inside the tree and it was also living. It was like half machine, half tree, and uh, and it had real apples. It was really, it was an amazing mechanism. And I was fascinated, so fascinated by this, I uh, wanted to look at the inner workings of the tree. So um, my capacities in my dreams, I can do so many cool things. So I went into the tree and when I went into the tree, as one of my friends was telling me, it's like the Keebler elves. And yes, Dennis, it's like the Keebler elves. And I was, so I was inside the tree and though there was no Keebler elf activity going on, there were no cookies being made. Uh, there was, and there was actually no apples inside the tree, although the idea was there was production of apples going on somewhere. And I was looking at the ground, and there was this beautiful mosaic all around. And it wasn't completed. It was being played with, being moved around. There were sparkle dusts on it. There were different colors of glass and ceramic. And these designs were, like, super intricate and beautiful. And uh, and I was standing on the side of a a window, kind of looking in. It was like a a gallery I was looking at, and, and I wasn't allowed to touch this mosaic and on the other side I was looking at this man who was making this beautiful mosaic and I was completely entranced by him by his magic about what he was creating his creations were so uh, incredible and um, beautiful and colorful and like they shone and they spoke to me and there was something about him that was so intriguing um, so somebody in in my dream and ended up being my dad um called him forward and asked him to come out so I could say hi to him and and talk to him about his art. And so he came out and he stepped up onto a box. And when he stepped up onto the box, he was as tall as I was. And I looked in his eyes and I just started making out with him. I was like, wow, there's something so amazing about this being. I just started kissing him, caressing him, hugging him, like putting my face in his neck. Uh, Just total adoration is like really Uh, like intense and loving and spacious and my dad is in the dream and he's standing to the side and he starts laughing he's like you don't even know this guy I'm like does it matter he's like at least introduce yourself so I was like okay well my name's Melissa and the person on the box says my name is Change and I was like what your name is Change and so I was like, wow, that was an interesting dream. I woke out of it, and that morning I was driving, and I was just driving. I had this awareness that I'm actually, for this reality's words, we'll call in love with change. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in love with change. That is so freaking cool. And for me, it was like change is like this entity. It's like an energy that I can, like, relate to. And so for me, I was, like, having these this this relationship with change that I never even knew was like possible. And it was funny and expansive and so like, oh, it was so like delicious. I actually 
like and have this awareness of this change energy being a really like present in my life and I completely adore it and it's funny because for so many people and when I was telling my friend this he was like well I'm afraid of change I was like are you or is it really fun and like is it something that you've you know just been avoiding because it's something you'd really like to have but you just were always scared of it you know so we're just kind of like talking about that and what I really got was like there's so many things that I actually have so much gratitude for and I'm so in love with that I thought I had to identify as as a person or an entity in order to actually grasp the energy of them. So, you know, it was like for so long, I was like, what is change? Like, I don't know what is change, but I'll choose it. I'll like whatever it is. And it's like I had to kind of see it in a way that I could relate to it in order to really like really choose it and not just choose like have have a communication with change. So for everybody out there who's like looking to change something in your life, what if you can actually communicate with change itself, the energy of change, and just start asking for that? Like what if it's really fun to go, hey, change, what would you like to contribute to my life today? And change is like, hey, cool, I'm right here, got your back. What would you like to receive from me? And you're like, hey, change, I would like to have this. And change is that like, cool, I'm there for you. So I get like a lot of people will talk about the KV universe and for whatever it was for me, and maybe this will work for you, um, to have like a component of that that I could relate to, um, it's fun. Right now it's like a really fun thing that I am so so kind of like in love with change. So what I'm wondering for you guys is where have you denied that you're actually in love with something and so you haven't been playing with it for a really long time or you were told well that's just weird and odd and um, most of my life I've been told my dreams are weird and odd and and they're actually so freaking huge they could be movies all into themselves one day you guys will see my movies that are my dreams that I have in my head even when I'm waking and you'll be frightened but happy at the same time and it'll be great so what what is it that you might actually be in love with that you didn't even know you were in love with? Is there something you're in love with that you or have such gratitude for that you haven't even acknowledged yet? So start with you. Like start with what parts of you are you in love with? Are there any parts of you that you have total adoration, admiration, and gratitude for that you can go, woohoo, I'm so in love with that part of me. I, I like love my dreams i they're intense and even when i was a kid they some of them scared the daylights out of me or so i could say they were just so uh vivid um that i could say yeah for lack of better words they scared the poop out of me and they would be like sagas dreams that would go on forever and and i adore them and they're such a gift to me so sometimes you know things like that we sometimes forget that we have capacities or we're just like ah big deal i mean that dream for me forgetting that i actually really love change i enjoy it i'm grateful for when it shows up instead of having fear for it or refusing it or not acknowledging it heck man i was making out with change that was fun it was like incredible and so so much space and so much ease and um just so you know change is really hot he was shorter than me, but he was really hot. 
And um, I also got that, you know, he's, he's probably really gifted in lots of areas. So I really adored change. And what he was creating when I was watching that mosaic, I was so fascinated by like, wow, so change is creating a mosaic for me to like admire. I was the only one in that tree um, until I, my dad showed up to introduce me um, to change. It was really funny. Uh, it's really funny to me because um, my dad is in the last 35 years uh, changed. I mean, for him, he's probably changed immensely. For the rest of us looking in, it's like, wow, dad. I think you changed your socks. Fantastic. And for him, he's like, that was a big deal for me. So it was funny that he would be in the dream being the one that would introduce me to change. And uh, and it was just, it was really uh, such a fun, fun dream for me. So uh, when it comes to certain things like being in love, and for me, like judging the things I've been in love with, you know, I could sit back and go, well, that was just a fucking crazy dream. Or I could go, wow, what gift was that to me? Like, what could I receive from that? What more could I receive from that? And what can I continue to receive from that? That's the kind of thing I'd like to choose more of. And the thing is, the more I am receiving the energy from that dream and the energy from the, you know, all, it's basically energy of the dream, uh, I just continue to have this like, wow, what change can I choose? What change can I receive? What what has changed for me? And like, what more is there here? So I am just like, this has just like sent me onto this like total curiosity mode. And as I've told people about this like dream and ideas, there's been like 500 radio show ideas that are coming out of it. So uh, it's really hilarious because for a while now I've been asking you know, what can I choose that would allow me to have things kind of like prepared in advance for all kinds of stuff? Um, and so what if it's me being in love with change? How does it get any better than that? When we come back from break, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's going to have something to do with being in love because that's my topic. <laughs> and I just want to thank you all for still listening. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness. 
a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What does optimal cell health mean? And how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins, and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić. We've been talking about, are you in love? And one of the questions I have, too, about this is, like, what are you avoiding being in love with? So, And what are you refusing and resisting being in love with? For me, I and so last week's show was all about refusing and resisting, and it was like, huh. I realized, too, that in my life I resisted um so-called being in love with my daughter's dad. I really didn't want him in my life and I would do anything to not love him. I would do anything to just not have to have him in my life. Anytime I showed like an ounce of gratitude or joy around him, it was like he would think that all of a sudden I was his forever and he owned me. So there was so much of me that I didn't want to have love for him and I didn't want to have gratitude for him that uh, tied me into, I actually created this like crazy concoction of insanity called our relationship for nine years that was all based on my resisting and refusing. And I got one day that it was like, if I could just have gratitude for him, even for a minute, and when I started to, when I didn't say anything to him about it, and I started to have some gratitude for him, um, and that was recent and I could actually have more ease in my universe about him. I could just be grateful for, um, you know, he had come out of a coma and I just said to him, um, I'm really grateful, um, that you left us. I'm really grateful that you finally set me free, that you're letting me be on my, like that you're not going to follow me, that you're not trapping me anymore. I'm really grateful for all of this. And I also said, I'm really grateful you gave me a daughter. 
um, thank you for, you know, creating, like co-creating this child with me. And um, he was completely baffled and confused by it. Uh, And at the same time, it just gave me so much space so that I don't have to resent him anymore. Um, You know, like everything that he's choosing is choice. And um, also there's not like a sense of guilt, like I, I should really go see him. Sometimes I have a guilt around, I should really take my daughter to see him. However, she, whenever I've asked her, she has no point of view about it. So uh, what are you refusing being in love with? What are you refusing that you, that you could actually, if you would acknowledge even for a second, that the love that you have, because really do you hate anything as an infinite being? Do you actually have gratitude for everything? And that everything that you're refusing to love and refusing to choose and refusing to even have gratitude for, that if you started to have gratitude for it, could change so much for you and for your reality of like wherever you're having tension or stress or whatever, even for a second. And even if the person comes back with a great big, well, why didn't you have gratitude for me 10 years ago and blah, 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 blah. Are you willing to have gratitude no matter what? Like, are you willing to find something that you can love about a person no matter what? And that doesn't mean you have to live with them. It doesn't mean you have to choose to have sex with them. None of that. It's like the more you deny that you have gratitude for everything in the world, the more stress you create. So that's what I know. And the more that you acknowledge the gratitude you have for everything in the world, the more ease and space and joy you have in your universe. So it's up to you. What are you going to choose? And part of this like refusing too was an interesting uh, energy to me because I also get that I had this refusal to even be in love with me. So it's not just about others. Like what is it that you are, for today's words, in love with about you? What is it like when you're like, oh man, that I'm so cool with that. That is such a cool thing about me. If I were not me, I would be in love with me for that. And, you know, like, I probably not even until the last two years could acknowledge some of the things that if I were somebody that wasn't me, that I might actually go, wow, now that's a cool part of me that I could be in love with. And so what's a cool part of you that you could easily fall in love with? Your sense of humor? Is it your amazing smile? Is it all of that? Is it your brilliance? Is it your intelligence? Is it your humor like what is it that you would fall in love with about you so i challenge all of you to find something in the next day that you go wow if i weren't me and i saw me what would i fall in love with and so you know i'm like wow i got a pretty cute butt i got a pretty sweet this i got some pretty fun hair i got some pretty eyes um, pretty darn funny, um, great at oral sex. Like, I got some stuff. So what would you fall in love with? Like, and what if, you know, what if it's oral skills? How does it get any better than that? What if it's uh, your fabulous cooking? So acknowledge these things about you that you would be in love with. And the more you acknowledge them, the more you're grateful for them, the more you can expand them. And that energy becomes kind of like a tsunami that goes out to everybody. And people feel that tsunami. You know, it's like a heavy-duty tsunami. They'll feel it from far away. 
And they'll start to get, wow, there's somebody somewhere that's got this like super talent, this skill, this something. I want to tap into that energy. And would you let everybody kind of tap into your brilliance of what you're creating and choosing and, you know, what you're in love with about you? Would you let everybody be in love with you? And simultaneously, would you let everybody hate you? Would you let everybody have no point of view about you? Would you let everybody be an allowance of you? Would it be fun to be adored by many or would it, does that scare the crap out of you? Would it be fun to be hated by many or does that scare the crap out of you? So what are you refusing of being in love with about you? You know, like, are there parts of you that you're like, I hate that, I hate that. And are you refusing being in love with that? And would you start choosing being in love with that instead of refusing it? And who are you waiting for to be in love with you? So if you're not going to do that, who else will? So the more you have that energy of, woohoo, I'm in love with me, I'm in love with life, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's kind of funny, ridiculous fun how many people also go, oh, my God, she's brilliant. I'm so in love with her. She's so cool. She's so brilliant. She's so fun. And, and you're like, yeah, cool, I am. And so are you. Cool. And, you know, you really see it in you. You'll see it in others. It's really easy to see it in others. And so my challenge is for you to see it in you first and also see it in others and spread it like wildfire, like a tsunami of in love for everyone. And to really start to get how much of a contribution that energy of gratitude and space and joy and all this other stuff is for everyone. So my my other one doing like I was like during the ad kind of going, hmm, what else is this here? It's like somewhere along the way we go, well, there's uh puppy love, uh, and then there's like teenage love, and then when you're like twenty five you can almost get real love, but not till like thirty seven you really understand love but when you're 60 you really get love because you've been there and you've done that and now you're wise so now you really know love like what if age has nothing to do with being in love like me as that four-year-old I knew I knew there was something magic about that kid I knew there was something amazing about that being and it's like so many people wouldn't even allow me to acknowledge that because they are they me at the age of four was apparently marrying this guy and wasn't allowed to so how many of you have been told, no, 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 you're too young for that. No, 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 you can't possibly understand that. What if you do? Like, what if you just understand it? And what if you can be in love with all those things that you are in love with? Like, what if you're like, I love butterflies. And people are like, oh, come on, it's butterflies. Like, what if you have a total gratitude and connection to something like butterflies and totally adore them? So here's another fun story. So on Friday... I was riding a horse for the very first time uh, in 20 years. I'd only ridden a horse now twice in my life. And on Friday, I, I got on a horse after my daughter's uh, riding lesson. Her teacher offered me to try it out, so I did. And during that ride, I uh, was like, wow, this, this is such a beautiful horse. Like, Raja, I think you're so awesome and beautiful and so much gratitude for him. He's just such an incredible being. Um, and such a cool body. Horses have the coolest bodies. Um, well, not the coolest. I would get any better than that. And just total adoration for this, this you know, Raja. And um, so when I got off of riding him, uh, I was like asked to, to brush him down. So I go to brush down the horse. And don't you know it? The horse has an erection. I was like, wow, I just turned on a horse. How's it get any better than that? And then I was like, Wow. I kind of feel like I'm in love with a horse. How's it get better than that? 
So, you know, I could go to, oh, my God, is that bestiality or is he into humans? And is that like the opposite of bestiality, but bestiality because it's like in love with some other kind of animal that's not your species? I was like, okay, wow, that was an interesting mind screw. What if it's none of that? And what if it's total admiration and adoration of each other? And what a turn on that is. That horse cannot deny that he was turned on by it. I can probably try and hide it, but I'm telling you guys now on radio, it was like, wow, what a turn on it was to turn on a horse. How freaking fun was that? So would you be willing to turn on everything, like walking down the street and all of a sudden men have erections around you, women are having orgasms, trees are lighting up and being excited, flowers are blooming, dogs are walking around horny. Like, would you be willing to turn on the whole world with being you? And do you get that, like, if you are really truly present with you, that's really like what being in love with you is. That's like gratitude for you. That's that intimacy with you. That's that intimacy is like Daria Hansen talked about this and she's been on my show. She talked about it on some telecall she had called Being Intimidating. Um, And she was talking about intimacy as um, intimidating being intimate dating and having all the elements of intimacy with yourself. So for me, it's like being that present and having all those elements of intimacy with myself, I could then take that energy and be me, like truly be me with this horse. And probably if nobody was in the arena, I would just like hang out with a horse and like, you know, just admire him and be like, wow, thanks for like showing me your goods. Like nice job. Excellent. Like, like just like totally adore the fact that he's turned on, um, I was like, wow, that's such a compliment. Um, I was like very, very grateful for his like, horses are so freaking cool and there's no judgment. I'm turned on, I'm turned on. I'm not, I'm not. I was like, man, that is just so cool. What would it, What can I choose to be so that I can be that and be me like all the time that people would just be turned on by being around me and that everybody else then turns on and we're all turned on all the time. I'm not saying like you have to be like wanting to hump everything all the time. This horse was like turned on. He was aroused. And I'd like to be aroused all the time, like curiously aroused about life. Like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, cool. That feels good. Ooh, that was yummy. Ooh, thank you for contributing to me. There's there's so many ways that we like deny that we we could even have that. Like, oh, that was freaky. That was a horse. And how many of you have like ever you know, rubbed a dog and the dog gets turned on. I've got like these stray cats that live outside and they're turned on by me and they'll rub their bodies on me all the time. And I was like, wow, cool. Like I just thought I kind of had that with cats. I didn't know I had it with horses. You know, I made it very singular. Like this is only about cats and only cats can be turned on by me. Uh, So that was, that was just funny into itself. I think I actually missed my break, but we can actually go to break. And when we do uh, come back, I've got a few more minutes to talk about whatever crazy talk I'm going to talk about. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? 
taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What does optimal cell health mean, and how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins, and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today's topic is, are you in love? And so what a lot of people are looking for with that in love thing is that intimacy, and oftentimes they're, like, misidentifying it with some kind of, like, uh, temporary lust where the body is like, oh, I'd like to jump on that body and have some fun, um, and then the bodies are like, okay, that was great, now what? So what if you could create intimacy with you one and then create it with everybody else so the five elements of intimacy are gratitude trust vulnerability and i usually forget these honor and i'm sure i'll remember the last one i can't remember it right now there's always one that i go hmm so if you would like to know what they are i've talked about them on the show before and i just don't have them in front of me so 
part of the vulnerability is like always choosing to have your barriers down to acknowledge when you have them up and to just start to receive from everything and anything in the entire universe. It's like when I was talking about that horse and it started to receive from the horse and then I could go, oh, cool, and then have gratitude for what, you know, the horse's body being turned on, my body being turned on. So I'm like, wow, I was turned on getting to ride a horse and now the horse is turned on. It's like there's some kind of um, receiving, giving constantly going on. So, it's kind of a fun thing to allow for that vulnerability, to honor you, to not deny what's going on too. It's just like honor you and your body in that moment and to trust that you know that you know whatever is going on. Trust that you know that, hey, I'm a bit, uh, you know, I, so now I confess that chances are I turn things on. Cool. So instead of like going, oh, I don't think I do, I don't, uh, I don't trust that. When I do it, it's got to be a wrongness. It means that, you know, there's going to be some weirdo that's going to try and touch me or mess with me or something. Like, what if we all can turn everything on all at the same time and it's not a wrongness? So if the last time you turned something on, it became a wrongness and something weird happened to you, um, so you've never chosen to turn things on again and you've never chosen to be in love again, um, would you like to change that and, like, destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion? That would be awesome. Right, wrong, good, bad, puddle, nine, shorts, boys and beyond. So before we go today, I've got about a minute left. And um, I'd just like to tell all you guys about a friend of mine, Lisa Bennett, who's actually on this uh, radio station. And same with Liam Phillips. They both have shows on this radio station. Uh, they are coming on a cross-Canada tour on a tour called the Tour of Infinite Possibilities. And I will be hosting them in Toronto in October on October 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, and I believe the 14th, uh, with lots of different classes. They'll be doing a Foundation Level 1. I'll be doing a BARS class. And they will be also facilitating uh, Curing the Incurables, uh, the relationship between gentlemen and ladies. And also, Lisa Bennett will be doing her Conscious Spaces classes. So I would love to have any and all of you show up. If you can't make it to Toronto, they're going to be in Calgary, Winnipeg. And, you know, it sounds to me like they're doing a worldwide tour. So you will find them if you're interested in that. Um, and I'm really excited to also be part of my friend Julia's Magic Club coming up um, if you'd like to create more in your life in the next uh, year. It's a, it's a year program where we're all going to be doing energy pulls together for everybody's creation. I can get you more information. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.